Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. She was tear gassed and beaten. Images of thousands desperate to escape Taliban oppression filled our news feeds. More than 80,000 Afghans made it to America. But the story didn't end there. It was very cold. There was no power, no heat. Who would help our newest neighbors? I'm Andrea Smartin. In Stranger Becomes Neighbor, you'll hear the stories of some remarkable refugees who left their homes and their dreams behind only to start over from zero. Their only possession was three blankets. And you'll meet Americans who stepped up to help them. You want me to come when you deliver your baby. What can one person do in the face of an international disaster decades in the making? That's Stranger Becomes Neighbor. Find us at kslpodcast.com, follow us on Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Utah's best athletes count on flexibility, speed, strength. And the Jazz pick up their 22nd assist. So they count on University of Utah help. Brielle Soleil puts this game away. And so can you. Leading doctors, a world-class environment, award-winning innovation, care to be great. 14 unanswered by the Utes. University of Utah Health, caring for Utah's best and yours. Schedule your appointment now at uofuhealth.org slash care to be great. 97.5 KZNS-FM Colville, 1280 KZNS-AM Salt Lake City, and KSL-FM HD2 Salt Lake City Midvale. This is 97.5, the KSL Sports Zone. Let's lock in. This is Unrivaled. Yes! Yes! The teams you live for. The sports you love. With Scott Mitchell and Alex Keurig. Presented by G2G Bars. On 97.5 B KSL Sports Zone. All right, welcome back. It is Unrivaled 97.5 VKSL Sports Zone. Hey, happy Thursday to you. Happy Jazz Day. Is that a... They're going to be our national holiday. State holiday for today, now that we're back after uh, the All-Star break. Scott, welcome back. It's Jazz Day 2023. 22 games left in the season. They've already They've already punched 60 of those games out. And I think, as we mentioned yesterday, it's already been a raving success this season or has it is there something that the jazz can do in the next 22 games that would make it to where it's not a raving success anymore or is it just everything like i've said has been gravy all the way through are jazz fans satisfied with how things have gone are they going to be disappointed if they're not in the play-in are they going to be disappointed if they're not the third to worst team in the west are they going to be disappointed if they win too many games too few games i don't know what the expectation is now at this point (laughs) Here's the thing about this year. It, I don't think anyone cares at this point. As, as far as it, you're right, it has been a raving success. People have wanted to watch the Jazz. People are going to continue to want to watch the Jazz. And so much of it is the development of the players, the coach. Uh, I don't think it's like, okay, this team is going to go win a championship or really even compete in the playoffs. I, I think that where the Jazz become interesting is at the uh you know when they when they have the draft when they have the lottery selection when they have free agency that's where it gets interesting or it becomes the elevation of excitement 
And then and then you get into, you know, I, I'm just thinking into the future. That, that's what I do. I, I, I'm a big picture. I see the whole thing. And I'm like. I can't do that. I know, but but the, but what's going to happen? The Jazz are going to get draft picks, and they're going to pick guys. And are these going to be? They going to turn into a Rudy Gobert and a Donovan Mitchell, or are they going to turn into an Enos Cantor and a uh, you know Dante Exum? Dante Exum, <laughs> right? I mean, I mean, that's I mean, God that, bless, but you know, you, well, but that's that's the reality of it. So you're, it's still a crapshoot, you know, in the future, and 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 really, I think. I think the most intriguing thing to me with the Jazz moving forward is are they able to land a big-time free agent with all this so-called flexibility that they've created? Is there a scenario? Cause they, Don't say it skeptically like so-called flexibility. No, no, no. Massively well, flexible. They can it be is, flexible. But, okay, but with what I'm – the sarcasm comes from <laughs> does that flexibility allow you the, the, the opportunity – to land someone like Kevin Durant. Mm, yeah, I don't know. See, I mean, who knows? You just went into, mm, and that was my whole point, the so-called flexibility. Can you get that? Like, you, you can draft guys. They don't have a choice in that matter. Draft them, they're yours. But when you go out and try to land some, you know, there's a there's a player out there who's disgruntled. There's a player out there that goes, where I am, we got no shot at winning a championship. Right. Yep. And and does that player, I don't know who it is today. I mean, I'm sure you could look through the NBA and kind of put a little list together of guys. And maybe maybe today they don't exist. Maybe that maybe it's maybe that that scenario has to play out in a in a, in a couple of years or a year. Uh so between okay, whatever draft pick the Jazz get. Do, do they hit on that draft pick, and can they get free agency free agents in here? Because because really we're all okay with right now. We're all okay with what's happened in this season. Sure, yeah, amazing. But but in the long run, <laughs> we're okay with it because we expect something better down the road. And can with all of these assets, can the Jazz find that trade, pull the trigger, and do something monumental here? And everyone goes, here we go, finals. <laughs> <laughs> right? When the, does here we go finals actually enter the uh the vocabulary of the jazz fan? Like really because everybody's been, we've heard the oh, hold on. Jeremy, did we start the show yet or no? No, no, okay. Well, it started technically. But let's really start it. Scott, quit it with all the opinions too early in the show. Oh. Right? Not allowed. We're going to kick the program off here. Uh it is unrivaled. It is the cut right here at the top of the program. Let's do it. The other question. Undeniable, unrivaled. Top sports story of the hour. Here's what made the cut. All right, the cut brought to you by G2G Bars. G2GBar.com is the website, and you can also go just find them wherever they are at the uh, Costco in the refrigerated section, Associated Foods refrigerated section, Holiday Oil Maverick. Right there in those refrigerated uh, showcases there. Get one for yourself. Additive-free, preservative-free. It's an amazing protein bar. Uh, and also Trajan Wealth. TrajanWealth.com. T-R-A-J-A-N Wealth.com. Uh, we are going to look at this here, Scott. Because I'm looking at the Jazz tonight hosting the Thunder. In the next five games, they will play the Thunder three times. <laughs> in the next five games, they will play the Spurs two times. Now... 
the Thunder actually are ahead of the Jazz on the standings. You may not. I think people might hear that and go, "Wait, what? Oh, really? Are they?" If you're not watching, if you're not babysitting, and I don't think it's healthy to babysit the standings every day. I do it every day. But I, beca- I know, but that's the thing is, when these players look at the at the at the Western Conference standings every day, which they say that they do, they have them in the locker room there. What do they get motivated by? Do they look at that and go, these Thunder, man, they're, they're in the 10 spot and they're standing in our way. They're standing in our way. No Colin Sexton, of course, tonight, too, because he's ruled out with the hamstring uh, injury. There goes the how Jazz. Did he do the, how did he do the skill challenge? Because it, it was half speed. Well, they were do- he was doing the thing where he's weaving in and out of those uh, yeah, but th- they're going those robots. That, that's not really full speed. They were running around like they were, they were weaving through Wally uh, on the floor there. Did you see those things? They were like, they, I mean, I was like, who built this? Yeah, the NBA is like, hey, Craig's robot shop. We need you to make like a moving wall that these NBA players, but it, it's illuminated and it's going to say NBA on it. And I need you to so put it on the court and it's going to weave around while these players, you know, uh, dribble in and out of these. Anyway, bottom line is the Jazz are facing off against the Thunder tonight and then they will. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Host the Spurs. Then they'll hit the road and play the Spurs again, right? Down in San Antonio. Yes. Then they will go for a double dip down there in Oklahoma City. So those five games of playing just the Thunder and just the Spurs, and the Spurs are a bad team. The Spurs have a bad record, but they've also beaten the Jazz this year. And and so I don't know what the expectation is of these next five games, but there's a real possibility the Jazz could go four and one or even five and zero against these two teams, which would be wild. So my my personal opinion about the Jazz. Like what I think the Jazz should do and where they should go, where I would be happy. I I would be happy if the Jazz lost every single game the rest of the season. I seriously would. It would not bother me in the least bit. I think having an opportunity to have uh, the best percentage possibility of getting the best draft choice you could get, I think is a good move for the Jazz. I just think you just increase your odds. I don't think any of this is going to impact these players psychologically moving forward like, oh, we're just a bunch of losers, we can't win. I just – I don't. Uh, you watch every NBA team, every season is different. Every team is different. The makeup of the team is different. So I don't believe this year's impact is going to have a whole lot of uh, bearing on the future with the Jazz. I mean, if anything, it may be more of a motivation – than a hindrance to their success of get the best draft pick. Uh, you know, the best case scenario is, uh, or I, I guess for me saying all of that, the best thing right now is the jazz have had 10 days off. Good. Hope, hopefully they're rusty. Hopefully they're rusty against these teams that they can compete against and beat. They can, they can be, beat the thunder. They can beat the Spurs. But if they're short handed again with, Colin Sexton, and if they're just coming off the all-star break and and they're playing these teams that are winnable games, but they're rusty and they're just not quite back into it, good. That just means the Jazz are going to lose, and that's not a bad thing. 
I, as you look at the next five games here and you look at what these guys can and, and should accomplish, I don't know what it is. Like I, I don't know how to feel for the rest of these 22 games. But, you know, we've also kind of been in just a spot where I haven't cared what happens on a game-to-game basis over the last, I don't know, ever since they were not 10-3. and Because when they were 10-3, and you're kind of looking around going, what on earth is going on right now? Yeah. Well, but I remember were, the power rankings in the NBA. They were what third at one point. <laughs> I think like, they were what? like one. They were like yeah. when they were ten and three. They were number one power yeah. ranked uh, team. Okay, it was like okay. Here's something I want to throw out at you about kind of where this team. Everyone's just been elated with Walker Kessler. Okay, and I, I don't want to throw shade on on all the excitement. What? But here, but here but comes I'm some shade throwing on what on Walker okay. Kessler. So the the shade I'm throwing is. Is he? Are, are we just? Are are our expectations so low that like anything no, is, no, no. is a bonus? No, because, because no, all hey, the experts on. say that he's really really good, and you I, watch him and he's good. You know how athletic. Yeah, he is. I know. And a lot of experts picks a lot of the players, and they never. <laughs> so so right now he's good, but does he does he evolve? Does is this the ceiling for him? Is there more more room for him to grow? So I, 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 I'm not saying, and I, and guess what? You're not going to know that till next year. You're not going to, if you see some of the rookie young things happening next year, then you go, yeah, this guy, this is his ceiling. This is the best this guy's going to be. Cause if he was so great and so wonderful, why wasn't he picked earlier in the draft? You know, why wasn't, you know, in, in, uh, that happens all the time, though. Guys miss on – they miss oh, on – No, guys. no, no, but you just – you can't have it both ways. You can't have all, all the experts yeah. now are okay, going, oh, so this guy's amazing. Yeah, but if they redrafted that draft class – This guy's amazing. I, I don't necessarily think that it changes where he would have been in the draft that much because he's still a first-round guy. I think what would have happened all was – All I'm saying all is – All you're going to see from that is that the, that the, uh, the Timberwolves, if they would have known what they were getting with him – they would not have traded him, obviously. Right. They feel like idiots now. And, and you look at but all, look at all I'm saying about him though is is I think we're really excited about it. I am. Like I've seen things. I thought, wow, look at the way he moves, the way he runs the court. You know, his ability to protect the rim, all those good things that he has range. You know, you've seen him make a three pointer. You talk about the skills challenge he made. Mm-hmm. You know, he, and he shoots it from out there. I get that. All I'm saying is. We're not going to know if down the road he's really he's really going to be a big key component to what the Jazz are moving forward, and if unless he continues to get better, like his ceiling can't be this year right. and what he is as a player right yep. now. That's well, all I'm saying. I, I do think that a guy like Walker Kessler, I kind of treat him like I do the season where I go every game. You don't know what you're going to get, but most of the time, you can't complain about the effort. You can't complain about the potential. Uh, you can't complain. You might not have the right result. And there's sometimes where, I mean, how many times has Will Hardy actually gone at, gone at uh, and if somebody's struggling, he'll say it. And there have been a couple of times where he's like, yeah, Walker didn't play well. That's not very often, but he said, Walker Kessler didn't play well. He's got to learn to do X, Y, and Z better. I expect him to be better doing X, Y, and Z. He needs to do this. I love what Walker Kessler does. I think he can make these adjustments, but he's doing really, really well. And I think that that's the the benefit of having a coach like Will Ferrell with a guy like Will Ferrell, <laughs> Will Hardy. I had this I had this picture of Will Ferrell right in front of me when I said that because he's apparently a massive soccer guy now. The Will Ferrell 
hairdo right now is wild, by the way. But Will Hardy, his hair is dialed up. It is not, uh, it's not bushy like, like, like uh, Will Ferrell's. Bottom line is, Will Hardy has managed the expectations of, of Walker Kessler really, really well because he knows what he can push him on. He knows what he needs help on. He knows where he can get better. And in a game like tonight, I don't know what's going to happen. The Thunder coming in to Salt Lake. Earlier in the year, you thought, oh, okay, this could be another year that they're rebuilding because they, they draft, uh, you know, they they draft Chet Holmgren and he gets hurt in the preseason, doesn't play in the regular season at all. And tonight in this game, the, the Thunder are, are favored, albeit by just a little bit, but this is a Jazz home game. And so the Jazz are really good on offense still, but they're not going to have Colin Sexton and they're going to be working a couple guys into the rotation. You're going to have some new dudes who are going to be – you're even going to see the possibility of Frank Jackson rolling in and, you know, these these two-way contract guys who are probably going to have to get some minutes because they're just thin right now on this team. The, it's not like earlier in the season where they would have two-way guys or they'd have 10-day two-way guys and they wouldn't do anything with them because they just had a lot of guys that they were trying to figure yeah. out minutes for. And now that's not the case. It's in a really interesting spot for them to be able to explore on this uh, on this – uh, roster a little bit more over the next few games. So, and these are a perfect five games for that, where you're going to have familiar opponents, two opponents over five games, and a mix of home and road, and getting a bunch of different minutes. Whether or not uh, Colin Sexton is going to come back or not, you're going to see more Ochaya Baji. You're going to see more uh, Juan Toscano Anderson. You're going to see a bunch of guys that they're going to ask. More of, and I hope that we see Frank Jackson, uh, you know, into the mix, getting ten minutes, you know, uh, on a couple of these games. So you look at the kind of last half of the season for the Jazz. It's probably not half, but what next twenty-two games? Mm-hmm. I, I I just submit to you, Alex, that I don't think the Jazz can do anything. You, you asked the question, what can they do? I I really don't think there's anything the Jazz can do at this point to really mess up their season. Mm-hmm. Because there's so many there's so many things that you can get benefit out of, even if the Jazz go and find a spot in the playoffs. I, I don't I don't think that's a bad move for the Jazz. Uh, and I don't because think because of the assets that they have, though. Right, that's like and, half of it. You can go. I feel okay about this because they don't necessarily have to tank all the way. They're never going to be the bottom four or five teams in the league anyway. So right and right and and aside from that. Nobody knows like where where you're gonna hit and miss in the draft. Right. I mean I mean, you know, maybe there's every once in a while one player, you know, Victor Wembanyama. Not gonna happen. You know. But but other than that, you know, you so okay, you get in the playoffs and maybe your draft maybe it was seven, maybe now it's thirteen. Or, you know, who knows what you know where it but it's it's still a high first round draft choice, and and that's that could end up being a, a good player for you. I just don't think the Jazz can do anything at this point to mess up this season. This season, I really don't. Well, tonight it starts up. Uh, you're going to get the pregame right here at six o'clock on your dial on the Jazz Radio Network. Uh, Coach Tim Lacombe and uh, and Jake Scott going to join, uh, of course, and jump on and uh, walk you up to game coverage, and then. Uh, the hat goes back on. The vacation hat goes off for everybody, and uh, Booner and uh, Locke are going to have that call for you right here on the KSL Sports Zone, uh, and you're going to get that coverage throughout the evening. All right, uh, we'll take our first break here. When we come back, more to go around the corner. We've got a ton of stuff to jump into all day long. We're going to ask you a couple of things. The Pac-12 situation is very is fluid. 
And uh, it's got a lot of stuff going on. So you don't want to miss any of our our hot uh, Pac-12 talk as well. Is that pocket cheese, Scott? Ooh, Scott got pocket cheese. That's a treat. You know what that means? There's cheese somewhere in this building. And Scott likes it room temp. So the way he does it, puts it in his pocket. That's what we call it, pocket cheese. There's no microwave. (laughs) It's a... Your your pants are a microwave? Is that yeah. what it is? How long does the cheese go in before it's uh, just right? Uh, it's been about an hour. <laughs> Pocket cheese. It's a new it's a new uh it's a new segment of the program. All right, stay with us, 975 the Castle Sports Zone. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts.